Welcome to Episode 3. In Episode 2, I shared that interviews will be a major venue for how information is shared on these podcasts. This episode will kick off that format with an interview of myself entitled, Why an Auto Repair Shop Podcast. Hello, I'm your host, Dave Eastman, and welcome to another podcast for auto owners looking for the best auto repair shop to meet their unique needs. This show is brought to you by AutoshopConnection.com. This is a podcast where I show auto owners how to save money, time, and frustration by connecting with reliable, efficient, and trustworthy auto repair organizations. I'm excited about today's show because my wife has agreed to interview me. This is my chance to share my reasons for doing this podcast. It will also serve as an example for what an interview will be like for auto owners or shop employees who agree to have me interview them. But right now, I have an auto repair tip I want to share with you. Today's tip is similar to the fuel pump tip I gave in the previous episode. This tip can also save you the unnecessary expense of a $400 to $700 fuel pump replacement. The previous tip cost you nothing but a schedule adjustment, basically recommending that you keep your fuel level up to a certain point, above a certain point, so that you don't damage your fuel pump due to lack of fuel. This tip may run you in the neighborhood of $50 for most cars and light trucks. The tip is that your fuel filter gets plugged from dirty fuel. The fuel pump has to work harder to push the the gas through that debris inside the filter. This additional workload can shorten the life of your fuel pump. So be sure to ask your service provider when you should replace your car's fuel filter. Also be aware that your shop may recommend replacement sooner than your car's manufacturer. We will talk about this in future episodes of the podcast when we bring in professionals to give their opinions about intervals, time, and miles for different replacement of components or maintenance services. So so now let's get back to the interview for today's show. Hi, my name's Jan, and I'll be taking the part of the interviewer for this episode. To start with, I'd like to ask you, Dave, if you can share with the audience what made you decide to do a podcast with an automotive focus. You know, I've worked in the automotive repair industry for 40 years, and it's really helped me. It's taken care of me and my family for all those years. And I've worked with really great people, great customers. And so my desire is to just give back to the industry uh, for all those years of work. And and you know the other thing is I've, I've I've held a number of positions. I've held positions as mechanic and service advisor, technician, uh, positions as manager and trainer, that type of thing. I've worked for many great organizations. I've worked in independent repair shops, franchise shops, dealerships, and also conducted training for OEM manufacturers. So I have a lot to give back and a lot to contribute. Um, I'm, I'm really passionate about helping auto owners get great service. If you look at everything I've done for my entire career, I've focused on that that particular end. I, I, I want to help. I've always wanted to help auto owners get great service, whether it's the teaching that I've done, or the training, or the managing, or even sell, selling products to repair shops. All of it has been focused on helping customers get better service. So. Uh, 
Okay. Um, in view of all the experience you've had, Dave, are there any industry-specific needs that you're aware of that are not being addressed in the way you think they should be? You know, today's vehicles, as we all know, are so complex. And in order to get them diagnosed and repaired correctly, repair shops need to have skilled, highly skilled technicians, and they need to be able to have and use advanced diagnostic equipment. And, you know, small shops, small independent repair shops or, or franchises have a hard time uh, being able to afford all of the equipment and uh, be able to, to be able to pay the highly skilled technicians that are needed. So my, my concern is that customers may not get the best service that they, they deserve uh, in light of these concerns and these issues of not having always the skill and the equipment of individuals that they, they need in order to do this work. You could also, you know, see nowadays the inverse of that is dealerships now are wanting to do repair work on all makes and all models. And the way the dealerships are, normally their their technicians and their equipment are set up to do one or two or maybe three new car lines. They're not equipped to do all lines, but yet now they're wanting to do that. So Again, that's a concern. Whether it's a small shop or a large shop, there's there still may not be set up to to work on all lines and give customers the best service. Now, another concern that I have is customers frequently aren't satisfied with the quality and the cost of the service that they're getting. So that's something that we want to address and we will address in these podcasts. And, and finally, all shops, large or small, are using business models that they've been using for years even decades. And so my concern is that, you know, our economy, our world has changed. We're connected to internet and everything now. And so there's really a need to look at that business model and, and evaluate uh, what can be done differently. Next, um, can you elaborate on what you believe needs to happen if you're going to address these issues you just mentioned? You know, my opinion is there needs to be a new perspective on the part of service providers, whether it's the owners or the managers, the employees, partners, even vendors. Uh, there needs to be a new way of looking at uh, how the, the work is being done in shops, how they're connecting with customers, and, and even look at the marketing aspect and, and how they market. You know, the old method of push type of marketing where shops would send out, you know, hundreds or thousands of uh, postcards or may, uh, marketing materials out to customers. Many of them didn't even, the customers didn't even want that material, but they received it anyway. So that's kind of the old push style of marketing. And I, and I recommend we take a look at that. It just doesn't fit in today's world. And then the other thing that I think needs to be done is is to listen to customers, ask them, find out what they need and want, identify their needs, and then work to provide that for them. So, and then the last item I might mention is, uh, you know, we need to work to solve this employee recruiting, retention, and educational issues that the industry has. There just there needs to be highly skilled individuals, and there just aren't enough of them coming into the industry. So that's another area that needs to be looked at. Okay, so you've shared what you see that isn't working in the industry. Can you share anything you see that is working? You know, I, I 
I've spoken about things that are lacking, and, and I want to be real careful to not focus on the negatives. We will mention a few negatives here, but we're definitely not going to focus on them as we go through these podcasts. So what I'd like to say is, you know, for 15 years, I've worked really closely with many shops, hundreds of repair shops. And, and in doing that, I find the majority are honest and fair with their customers, and they do a great job in providing service for them. So that's something that is really positive that's, that's happening in the industry and working well. Many professionals have worked at making improvements in the industry. You know, shop owners, if, if you go back, again, decades, shop owners, many of the, the, the well-known shops throughout the country have been involved in, in establishing and creating associations, automotive associations or organizations to work to improve the industry. There's organizations like uh, the Auto Care Association. Another one is Automotive Service Association, or ASA. And, of course, most of us have heard of the Automotive Service Excellence, which is ASE, which is the Technician Certification Program. And then many of us have heard about the Be Care Aware organization that tries to put out good, helpful information for, for auto owners, car owners. So... Many shop owners have been involved in those associations for years. Also, many managers and owners of repair shops are working with coaches to improve their businesses. They're spending hundreds and thousands of dollars to train their employees and to learn themselves how to improve their businesses so they provide a better service. Also, I might mention that, you know, for years I've seen and read uh, manufacturing and engineering personnel volunteering their services in industry associations and groups. So it just goes across the entire industry that there's been many things done to to improve the industry. My vision is to take these efforts, the things that have been done and are being done, and take them to the next level. And how I view that happening is by involving repair customers and giving them the ability to give direct information back to repair shops, give give feedback to these repair shops so that they can understand what customers want to need and then be able to work towards providing that. And also, you know, what we want to do here is give repair shops a platform to tell their stories. We really believe there are a lot of good folks out there doing great work, and we want to give them the ability to tell their story, give them the ability to provide helpful information for customers so that customers can understand their vehicle better and so they can learn how to save money and, and, and how they can learn to work with those shops even, even better so that the uh, satisfaction process uh, improves. Now, um, I'd like to ask you, um, give you a chance to tell the audience how you believe this podcast and the corresponding Auto Shop Connection website can help benefit car owners in today's economy. You bet. Yeah, you know, owning and maintaining vehicles in in uh, this in this uh, economy we're in today and in our lives that we're in, many people have multiple cars. But the bottom line is, owning and maintaining a vehicle is like the second highest budget item in most of our budgets. You know, the house is first, and then comes the car and the expense of the car. So. Since it is such a uh, really a uh, an item that consumes a lot of our our income, 
Um, these podcasts and, and the website are, are here to really help customers, again, learn how to save money, help them save time and, fr- and frustration when dealing with repair shops. So we'll be presenting a lot of helpful information in different ways. And the first way we'll be doing it and, and what we're doing right now are these podcasts. And, you know, the thing I love about podcasts is they're so easy to use. You can be working in your yard. You can be riding a bike, exercising, um, driving your car, and and really listening to really great information. And so, so that's an area we're going to focus on the most with these interviews. We'll also be providing some helpful videos um, that will give tips to customers on specific items and also webinars and, and other courses that will be really topical, specific to provide helpful information. And then the last area will be social media and reviews. So, you know, we'll obviously be involved with social media. It's, it's just a huge factor in our, in our country today and, and everything we say and do, interacting with the, uh, friends and family. But uh, also reviews are important. And so, you know, the way the, way the word of mouth uh, on social media and reviews works is, is, is almost as good as being face-to-face. So that's a huge piece of this puzzle, and we're going to be using that to, uh, to really spread the word and, and uh, help with our website and our podcast. Let's change the focus a bit from yourself and your experience and the automotive industry and uh, go to more to the audience, address the audience. Um, I'd like to ask if it's your opinion that most people are satisfied or dissatisfied with their car repair experiences on a whole. I think many are satisfied, but I'd like to add that the Better Business Bureau frequently lists auto repair in the top 10 of complaints that they receive. So many customers lack trust in the repair shops. Many fear that they're being ripped off or cheated. So my hope is that car owners can get to know shop owners and their employees better through our podcast interviews. My intention is that we can create a foundation that will lead to more positive experiences and help build trust amongst car owners and repair shop employees. Can you give us a glimpse into your auto repair experiences, Dave? Have, have you always had positive trusting relationships with your repair providers? No, I haven't. And, you know, I have, I've experienced lack of quality and dishonest practices on my own vehicles. You know, one example, I took my vehicle in to uh, have the brakes checked, and, and I left the vehicle there, and I came back to find out what the tech, uh, you know, what the condition of my brakes were, and and the tech said, well, your brakes are fine. But he said, and he took me to the front of the car, and he said, but you need struts. And he stuck his hand in and put some oil on his finger from the top of the strut and said, I, my struts are leaking and they need to be replaced. And, you know, so I, I thanked him, and I, I took the car home. I, I wiped the oil off of the top of the struts. I thought the oil looked a little bit clean, but I didn't say anything. But I wiped the oil off, and, and basically I've been... Uh, driving that vehicle for thousands of miles after that's happened and it still has the same struts it had on it then. So then, in fact, they weren't leaking. He actually had squirted some oil on those components and then told me that they were bad. So I hate to say it. I hate to see it happen. But in fact, it does happen. You know, I, I've worked in the industry for years and, and uh, 
I've seen many shops and individuals that are doing dishonest or unethical practices. Uh, you know, again, we're not going to focus on it here, but I just want to give a few examples to uh, to point out what I've seen and, and what we want to work to eliminate in the industry. But So one example is sometimes uh, a shop will be doing a vehicle check for a customer, and they'll come up with a big, long list of things, repairs that need to be done. And sometimes the customers will just buy it, other times, customers might say, well, you know, let me take it to my shop or another shop or let me get a second opinion, whatever. And I've been in shops and I've talked to owners that have documentation showing these large lists of repairs that are needed and uh, hear frequently from shop owners that are just kind of shaking their head, looking at these vehicles, finding that many of the recommended items that that first shop listed that need to be done actually didn't need to be done. So... Um, anyway, I know that the majority of shop owners and employees are honest and they provide really good work. But I also know that, you know, dishonesty does happen in the auto repair industry, but it, it doesn't just happen there, obviously. It can happen with carpenters or, or landscapers or any other industry, plumbers, any other out there. So, so anyway, we just want to try to keep that in perspective. Um, let me add one other note, too, along the lines of when there's a problem that happens. Um, you know, frequently when something goes wrong in a repair or a diagnosis of a customer's vehicle in a shop, I believe that it's usually the result of lack of knowledge, skill, or equipment. And so, unfortunately, though, when one of those three happens, um, when there's a problem in that process of working or diagnosing a car for a customer, oftentimes the people in the shop make a poor decision. And that poor decision can lead to dishonesty or unethical practices that frequently happen uh, when they're, you know, when there's a problem on a customer's vehicle. So what happens is they don't take their responsibility for the repair or the error that they made, you know, and and in doing that then they 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 make a choice that they shouldn't make, and the customer usually ends up uh, paying for it or, you know, taking care of it themselves. So, so my intention with this podcast and and uh, website is to provide enough positive and helpful information through interviews with reputable shops, so that customers go there rather than ending up in some of these substandard repair shops. So, in response to the subject of consumer dissatisfaction with their car repairs and uh, the experiences they have, can I ask, is it your intent that Auto Shop Connection podcast or the website be a platform where consumers can voice their complaints? So, basically, they would become another BBB? You know, it's not the purpose of this podcast at all to publicize flaws or any of any particular service provider. Uh, rather, it's my desire to praise, whenever possible, any shop that's taking excellent care of their customers. And, you know, really what we want to do here is we want to showcase the most conscientious, honest, and ethical owners and managers and employees. That's really what we want to do here. And in doing that, along with educating customers, that's, that's our, our, one of our main purposes. So, to repeat, the purpose of this podcast is not to be telling about bad shops or bad technicians. 
This podcast is to help auto owners know how to avoid problems by learning how to find great shops who will provide them with great service. This concludes the interview portion of today's show. You can review what was presented in this interview by going to the show notes for Why an Auto Repair Shop podcast episode found at autoshopconnection.com forward slash 003. I'd like to take a minute to thank my wife for helping me produce this podcast. A large part of my passion comes from a desire to help women with the auto repair process. Today, a much higher percentage of women are finding themselves connecting with repair shops and influencing many of the financial decisions involved in that process. Throughout my career, I've heard and seen how some repair shops deal with women customers differently than they do men. Because of my connection with the industry, my wife has not had to deal with this type of conduct. Unfortunately, many women don't have help to avoid being taken advantage of. And that is one of the motivating factors for me to produce this podcast. It's part of my vision in helping all car repair owners get great service. In summary, this show interviewed me about my desire to give back to the industry and its customers. It touched on areas where I see the industry has need for improvement. I shared how podcasts will highlight repair shops and their employees who are doing a great job. I discussed how many customers feel unsatisfied with the car repair service experience and how this podcast will work to help build trust in the automotive service industry. In closing, I'd like to ask you to add any comments you might have about the show in the show notes on the website at autoshopconnection.com forward slash 003. You can also share... In the same space, request for topics you might like to hear in uh, future episodes. For anyone willing to join me in my mission to improve the auto service industry by being interviewed for this show, you can also let me know in the space provided in comments. Or you can email me directly at dave at autoshopconnection.com. If you enjoyed this show or found it helpful, please head over to iTunes Leave a rating, write a review, and subscribe. For those who listen on Stitcher, please go there and rate and review the show. You can also sign up for email updates by going to autoshopconnection.com on our homepage, and there's a form there you can you can get on our email list. The goal of Autoshop Connection podcast and website is to provide the automotive information you need, when you need it, from sources you trust. Thank you for listening. I look forward to connecting with you soon.